This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. A murder mystery series on Netflix dominated the streaming charts last month. Fool Me Once debuted at number one on the Nielsen rankings of streaming originals. Here's a clip from the trailer. A woman tosses dirt into her husband's grave. This is where the attack happened. And this is where Joe Burke, who was murdered. Two cops investigate a park. At night, two bikers pass the woman. She flashes back to his murder. She kneels over his body. Based on the best-selling novel by Harlan Coben. I don't want to leave you. I'll be fine. I've got something for you. Nanny cam. Why have you got me a secret camera? You can keep an eye on Lily when you're not here. It looks like a picture frame. Later, the woman reviews the video and sees her husband on it from the creators of The Stranger and Stay Close. How can a dead man appear on a secret camera? What, my dead son whom we buried? Stop this. I think you should get help. I want answers. Entertainment critic Kim Thistle has thoughts on the miniseries and can offer up a review. Hey, good morning, Kim. Hey, good morning. How are you? Kim, I'm good. I have to confess, the trailer just grabbed my attention. Did the series grab your attention? Um, yes, it did. And I'm telling you, it's, it's an investment, okay? Because as I said, as you said, January was a top selling. And I said, okay, let's see what this is about to keep my attention. It's, you know, it's harder, you know, it's fine to get me to stay with eight shows to invest in that. Well worth it. And it's um, the plot, as you said, it murdered husband was murdered the widow is she losing her mind is a thriller does the vice from the dead is there a twin brother like your your head spins around like you know how what's this all about so and the author arthur harlan what harlan cohen he has on netflix h movies also and then harlan cohen collection on netflix but this particular show fool me once has the most shocking ending of all so and i I, you know, I wish I could get into a little bit more, but I no, can't. No spoilers. No, 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 Kim, Kim, please. No spoilers. No spoilers. So, so moving away from maybe the twists and turns of the plot, how many characters were they asking you to keep track of during the course of these eight episodes? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How many characters? Jeepers. I'm going to say well, I don't, I don't. I don't need the number. I don't need the number. But, like, take that many. question as a generalization. Yes. Okay, so many, many characters. Yes. So you're trying to keep track of the different characters. You're trying to keep track of the different subplots. You're trying to keep track of the lies, the deceit, the secrets. And there's layers and layers and layers and layers. So there's a whole lot to be following in this movie. So if you're one of those people that sit back and say, I want to try to figure this out, well, I think you'll have a real, real fun time trying to keep it straight. <laughs> How was the acting? Well, the acting was phenomenal. So I, I give you some of the characters, like Joanne Lumley is the mother. Michelle Keegan is the widow, and she's also an ex-fighter pilot. So that tells, for me, that she was a very strong character. 
and you know she's ex-military um richard armitage joe the husband a, a deal occur with detective Sir, sergeant kiev kiev i loved him he was probably my favorite character because i really felt that they de- he he expanded into the role and you're wondering about his life and wanting to know more about him that was me personally like like some shows you know they're one-dimensional i felt that he was more Mm. than one-dimensional emmett j scallon is a chain the military police her friend and laurie kinson is Corey, the whistleblower so i mean there's so many different characters i mean i didn't even list all the actors (laughs) that were in it Uh, kim you mentioned the idea that this is an investment eight episodes across the miniseries I I will confess this to you, though. Eight doesn't strike me as the ultimate investment if I know I'm getting to an end point, right? Like, like what if if this was sort of a a murder mystery TV series that might go for an indefinite number of seasons, that's when maybe I'm going to be reluctant (laughs) to hit play or wait for the whole thing to come out. Whereas when you tell me this is self-contained and I get to walk away, even if the ending is a twist that you and I can't spoil right now, at least I know at the end of eight episodes I'm going to be potentially satisfied. Oh, you will be. I think you will be. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll be happy that you invested the time into watching. And I say investing because, you know, eight hours of your life sitting oh, on man. the couch <laughs> and you want to make it worth your while. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take a lot to get me on the couch for eight hours, but uh, but, yeah, but your point <laughs> is taken. Your point is taken. How is the audio description? Oh, my gosh. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That too. Oh, uh, Kim, we just lost your audio. I, you may have accidentally muted yourself in your enthusiasm there. Mm, I'm back. There we go. We got Kim back. Yeah. Okay. By mistake, I'm, my enthusiasm, I pressed my button. Um, the, uh, the audio description was spot on. I, I had re- originally written down very good, and I said change it to excellent because it starts right from the beginning. It said numbers. Like this is even how the series start. Numbers appear. Like you hear that voiceovers. She says number a number of numbers appear 1996 a group of masked teenagers drag a boy out of a building that's how it starts and and even all the nuances the little things that the characters would do that you know as a sighted person you would see like he takes off his glasses and he looks out over the bullpen and he picks up his phone like every detail like that so i really appreciated that they told us a scenario view if you see her car driving up into the stately mansion because her family are very wealthy his family i should say the ex she's a widow so very well done kim i'm reading between the lines here i kind of feel like the answer is yes do you recommend fool me once Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, check it out. And I would love to talk to you, you know, on the side after, and you'd send me a note and tell me what you thought about it, that <laughs> you were hooked into it. Well, football season is almost over, Kim, so then I can start oh. really consuming stuff. Kim, have a, great, have a great day. Thank you for this. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. That's Kim Bye-bye. Thistle, entertainment critic in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador, with a review of Fool Me Once. It is rated MA for mature audiences and available to stream on Netflix. In one minute, Laura Bain will have a recap of the Grammy Awards. But first, Microsoft is expanding its co-pilot service. Mike Dubusky has more in Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, Microsoft is offering some AI assistance for a price. The company introducing Copilot Pro, an upgraded version of its artificial intelligence system. It comes with access to the latest AI models, things like GPT-4, GPT-4 Turbo. 
um, a higher quality of service so you can always get access to it, uh, better access to images so you get the ability to get images in landscape form, you get more boosts as we call them so you can get more images more quickly. Microsoft Executive Vice President Yusuf Mehdi says this will also infuse AI into Office. You can use AI to help you write emails in Outlook, to help draft documents for you in Word. The base co-pilot still available for free. Pro will cost $20 a month. And Mehdi points out these kinds of tiers are common. Take a look at YouTube, right? You can use YouTube for free and you get an incredible amount of content. But then they have a YouTube premium that then gives you access to special features. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike, from Technology to Entertainment. The 66th, 66th Annual Grammy Awards took place last night in L.A. Laura Bain has a recap. Hey, Laura, lots of uh, hardware handed out last night. Holy smokes. Yeah, there sure was. You know, I think I mentioned on Friday, 94 awards, two ceremonies, with the main ceremony being over three hours long. So we're just going to touch on a couple of highlights that <laughs> happened. So uh, we're going to start it out with Taylor Swift, your girl Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. <laughs> making Grammy history last night when she won for Album of the Year with her album Midnights. And uh, this uh, has made her the first artist to ever win in this category four times. So she's picked up the best album category four times. And now she used that opportunity of receiving that award to make a big announcement. And I think we have a clip of that announcement to play. My brand new album (laughs) comes out April 19th. It's (laughs) It's called the Tortured Poets Department. Swifties are pretty excited today, (laughs) safe to say. Ah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. You can hear the roar, the pitch of the crowd when she makes that announcement. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, fans were expecting that her next album was going to be another Taylor's version album. So she kind of she kind of fooled everybody by hiding this uh, new content coming out. But I, uh, I don't know where she has the time to make a brand new album. The Taylor's no. versions, the Eras <laughs> tour, the going to football games. I, I don't know when she actually has time to sit down and write this music. Are we sure there isn't like multiple clone versions of Taylor Swift out there? Can somebody check on that? I don't. <laughs> that seems possible, actually. Um, so uh, another kind of interesting thing, Killer Mike was a big winner last night, taking home three awards. But there was an apparent altercation backstage, which led to him being arrested by LAPD during the ceremony. So um, not too many details out about that yet, but it'll be interesting to kind of hear more about what happened there. Yeah, tale of two nights for killer mike no doubt about that Mm -hmm. highs and lows um so there were of course tributes to artists that were lost over the year including tony bennett clarence avant and sinead o'connor now annie lennox did that sinead o'connor tribute and used that opportunity to call for a ceasefire in gaza which i think is is, it's so sinead it's so appropriate for sinead o'connor tribute to use it to make a political mm-hmm. uh, statement. Uh, but one tribute that really stood out was Fanta- Fantasia Barrera, uh, Bur- uh, sorry, Barino doing a tribute to Tina Turner. Uh, and I think we have a clip of that to play. That was super cool. Not just the tribute, but uh, Oprah Winfrey set that one up on stage, which was awesome. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the being a friend of Tina's there, and I felt like Fantasia was really channeling Tina's sound, but also she wore this like sparkly gold outfit with big shoulder pads. So kind of channeling her in terms of uh, look there as well. And, uh, you know, something I teased, I think it was during the Friday segment, Joni Mitchell was to give her first ever performance at the Grammys, kind of hard to believe, uh, but she did. Uh, This was after winning her 10th Grammy Award earlier that day for Best Folk Album. And uh, I think we have a clip of that to play as well. Yeah, and that that had a really cool feel. She had a bunch of other artists up there on stage with her, kind of like a living room feel to it. And, uh, you know, Joni Mitchell has dealt with a lot of health challenges over the last few years. And now giving this first ever Grammy performance, winning her 10th Grammy Award at 80, I, I've got to imagine that that feels like quite a triumph. Oh, it's, it's got to feel great. There, there was a lot of Canadian content across the show last night, including Grammys for operatic performances, but also a Celine Dion came out and made a surprise appearance, actually handed out the Album of the Year uh, award to Taylor Swift, which was really cool to see Celine and Taylor on stage together. Like, that was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Making kind of a rare appearance since being diagnosed with stiff person syndrome. A throwback to a segment last week that uh, John did when he was covering for me during my illness there and uh, receiving a standing ovation from the crowd. So that was uh, that was nice to see. And of course, she has a film coming out kind of about what she's been dealing with the last couple of years. Mm Now. On Friday, Dave, you and I talked about who was going to win the song of the year and who we were rooting for. You were rooting for Taylor Swift. She did not take it. Uh, Billie Eilish did. But (laughs) safe to say that there's no kind of disappointment happening amongst Taylor fans today. So what about you? Are you feeling pretty excited about this new album coming out? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm super excited for the new album. Yeah, Billie Eilish wins for Best Song, and uh, and one of the other nominees for Best Song, who you and I both uh, put a little bit of praise on last week as well, Miley Cyrus, ended up winning for Record of the Year on Flowers. So in the end, everybody got to walk away with some hardware, so everybody's happy. This one gets an upside and a downside all at once. They are the most compelling just in terms of the performances and kind of the personalities and what there is to talk about the next day. You know, we've got the Oscars coming up, of course, they're another big one. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, there's probably do a whole week of segments on the gra- <laughs> on what happened at the Grammys. We won't, but uh, just a couple of couple of highlights from the night. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Laura. Thanks, as always. Uh, best of luck digging out of Halifax this morning. Yeah, thanks, Dave. (laughs) That's Laura Bain with the Entertainment Report. Coming up after the break, some cities in Quebec want the province to reconsider how mining claims are handed out. I'll explain in the regional news update. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. 
Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.